Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Hello again. I'm Judy Sedgman. And I'm Christine Heath. And welcome to another edition of Psychology Has It Backwards. So given that it's the holiday season, we thought we'd talk this time about surviving the holidays, the pandemic, politics, all the stuff that's going on this year. And one of the most uh, interesting parts about the holiday season for me uh, is that my client base gets very, uh, I get just a lot more clients. It grows. And I've always been surprised by that. But over the years, more and more people started looking for help around the holiday time. And this year, it's been exacerbated by all that's going on in the world. And I always thought, gee, when I was little, holidays were when you were happiest. And I wondered whether, you know, what happens to us between childhood when we can hardly stand it until the holidays come and we love every minute of it, and adulthood when it just becomes a, a big problem for people. So I think what I realized when I got involved in the principles is, of course, it's all in how we think about it. But as we get older, we start thinking about the holidays in terms of our obligations to our family and friends and what are we going to get people and can we get everything decorated in time and what are the neighbors going to think if we don't put up a tree outside and and now uh, you know are we going to have enough money to to do the things we want to do for our kids and on, on and on and on and this year it's even more difficult because so many people truly are living at risk right now for many reasons health the economy and so I guess my, my most uh, meaningful thought about the holidays, the thing that helps me the most is to realize it's just made up. You know, we make up all this pressure that we have to make up to make ourselves do things. And then we make up that the holidays have got to be so much nicer and better and brighter and more exciting and thrilling than any other time of the year. And we make up, uh, stories about how much it's going to mean to various people in our lives if we do this or that. And we get, we put ourselves under all kinds of mental pressure by just creating this sort of overwhelming to-do list in our mind. And instead of enjoying the moment by moment experience of getting out the holiday decorations and doing what you can and making cookies, if you got time and, you know, solving your problems as they come up, we end up with this constant sort of chatter going on in our head. Oh my God, there's only 13 days left until Christmas and I haven't done enough. There's only 10 days left and I still haven't wrapped the presents and so on. So I think we tend to think ourselves into a giant um, frenzy that takes away the moment to moment joy of just having a fun time of year. You know, I think that one of the things that, you know, in our, 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 uh, topic of psychology has it backwards is I've heard a lot of um, ads and news news reports on holiday depression and especially this year people are even more depressed because they were depressed already because 
of the yeah. pandemic and the fact that they're locked up in their house and they can't do anything. And, and believe me, it's hard for everybody. I mean, we've all had a change in ways that we can't imagine. But one of the things for me that I just notice about people is that when you're focused on how hard it is and how bad it is, and, and I, honestly, I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, whether you're going to survive because you don't have enough food. Because I think that that's definitely a problem for a lot of people right now. So, you know, people do what you can to give to your local food um, um, bank, food bank, and uh, and 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 try to help out with other people. Because just doing for other people, kind of being in service, is a way to get out of yourself and sitting around thinking about how you're at home and you can't be with your family and you can't buy anything because you don't have any money or you have to, like in my case, I live in Hawaii. I've got to, you know, get it out by a certain date or it won't get there till Christmas anyway, till after Christmas anyway. But, you know, there's a, there's a way that, that people kind of are focusing on how awful it is for people and how they have this pandemic um, fatigue. And, but really it's true that we have to change and do things differently. But when we're thinking about how awful it is all the time, you take a bad situation and then you really suffer. And the suffering is coming from you, not the pandemic. So you have to start to get creative a little bit and to do things differently, to do your life in a, in a way that is uplifting. And like my husband said, well, we're not having anybody for Christmas. Should we put out the decorations? I said, of course, decorating for Christmas is my only artistic ability. So <laughs> the only way I can express myself artistically, which I, I love to do, I, I, it's true, it is about the only thing I'm good at artistically, but, you know, it's, um, it, I love to do it for myself. I love to take out the ornaments and look at them. And is anybody else going to see it but us? No, but hey, it's our little, our little uh, winter wonderland in the middle of paradise. And it is um, so joyful to me to, remember like old, like these old um, ornaments I get everywhere we go. And, uh, and it reminds me of a day when we used to be able to travel, you know, with, with fun memories. And I used to, when I had to travel everywhere, I was like, oh, I got to get on the airplane again. So, you know, it's just funny how we think about things differently as time goes on and in different circumstances. So people that have a tendency to think about their life as depressing, think about their life in ways that are negative or how awful it is, they're going to suffer more now, no matter what. And if you're, if you can just turn yourself away from, you know, like we all have a right to feel crappy right now because it's, it's terrible. It's not fun to be isolated and to be by yourself, but the more you think about how much you don't like it and how bad it is, the worse it gets. And it's not going to change. So this is it. You don't have a choice. You got to get through the next six months or so. And if you can do that without suffering too much, that's the goal, at least for me. You know, it's funny that you said that, Chris, because I live alone and I'm always by myself. And even when there's no pandemic and no nothing going on, you know, I'm most, I'm, I'm alone a lot. And I kind of, that's my life. And I love my life. And I wouldn't mind my life if there were people living here, but there's nobody else but me and my cat. So I make the most of that. And I have a wonderful time with my cat. But I, I think that the, for me, at first, when I found myself alone, um, I was kind of like, 
oh gosh, you know, I'm lonely. I should have people over. I should do this. I should do that. And then, you know, I had the same realization you just mentioned. This is how it is. So what, what have you always wished that you could do that you don't care if anybody's looking, you know? So like I put on rock and roll really loud when I do my housework and I, you know, I, if I don't feel like putting out dishes on the dining room table, I eat in the kitchen, I don't care. So they're just sort of, you know, I've sort of made it into a game to entertain myself uh, by being alone and not caring who's looking because nobody's looking anyway, except the cat, he doesn't care. But I think that that we have a tendency to, you know, as we're both kind of pointing to, either we listen to what the experts are saying on TV talk shows or, or, or the other end of the extreme, Martha Stewart's advice about how you can make your house into a wonderland in three easy days. And, uh, you know, we put pressure on ourselves by listening to all this expert advice and thinking, oh, I'm, you know, of course, we're, I should be depressed because all these people are saying how depressing this is. Or, oh, I should get happy and be like Martha Stewart and bake some phenomenal 17-layer cake. And, and the truth is you need to just be you and, and do you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no one can tell us what to do unless we take it in and think it for ourselves. So I can listen to all the advice I want to on talk radio, but I don't have to take it seriously. But if I do, and it gets on my mind, and that's what starts to take over my life, the next thing you know, that's all I can think about. Yeah, it's kind of funny, too, because when I listen to the news and I start hearing about this, I start, actually, it's like, you're kind of listening, you go, oh, yeah, it is kind of tiresome. Oh, yeah, it is kind of this. It is kind of depressing. Oh, I can see why people are getting upset. Now, I'm really lucky, I got to tell you, I'm not in a little, little apartment which I'm sure means that you have to be even more creative to get out and walk around and be able to, you know, get out of that space for a little while. But, um, you know, you just have to get really super creative and it gives me a lot of, it gives me a lot of compassion for people that are in prison, you know, because they're like in a a eight by 12, not even that probably eight, but eight by 10 cell most of the day. And they're like that for years and years. And, you know, it's like, they live through it. Now, they might not feel like it's a very comfortable live life, but they do live through it. And we will too, because we're, we're not like chained in. We don't have, we do have the ability to get out and get some sunlight and really make your mind connect with what's real and alive and like let the wind, you know, notice it on your skin and the sun baking down on you so that you're very present as you as you go through your life and you really connect with it but thinking about how you wish you could get together for christmas or you know like you're going to get together anyway to heck with it like you just really want to like not get scared because when we're scared then we we just suffer i mean fear is just suffering but it, yeah it's like it, it's almost like the more you think about fearful things the more the more fearful you get, the more fearful you get, the more you realize that it starts getting bigger and bigger in your mind to the point where it, it becomes all consuming. Yeah. And that letting it letting it uh, letting it grow in our own minds is is uh, kind of the downfall of people that are struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, like there are people that that really are struggling to eat. You know, they don't have the kind of 
uh, have that food scarcity that is just really scary. So, you know, think about what you can do if you're concerned about that. Think about what you can do to help yourself, but to also influence the people that can get food on the table, whether it's churches or government or whatever it is that, that you're doing. But the more people sit around and think about how much they're upset about the election or about how much they're upset about the fact that they can't get together with their family or the more upset they are about the fact that they can't like um, um, see people in person or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just the more bummed out you're going to be because of what you're thinking. Remember that what you think is create is creates how you feel, not the circumstances of your life. It's how you're thinking about all that and that you do have control over. You don't have control over the virus. You don't have control over politics. You don't have control over any of those things, but you do have control over how you experience it and what you do. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting. My, um, my grandson is an artist and he, you know, is always trying to learn more about art and see more about art. And one of the things that I asked him, I said, you know, do you miss not being in college? Which was kind of a negative question. I was kind of sorry the minute it left my mouth, but then when he answered it, I was glad because he said, no, you know, he said, Grammy, you know, all the great museums of the world have YouTube videos. And he said, you'd be surprised how amazing it is that they've got these gorgeous films and he said, They're all, I've discovered all kinds of places that I'm going to go to someday. And, you know, so he's been entertaining himself when, when he might have been sitting there listening to lectures or something, you know, learning on his own about something that he's always been curious about but never had time to do before. And I thought to myself, yeah, I've read books that I've had in my Kindle for weeks and months and never gotten around to because I have time now. <laughs> And uh, all of us have, have suddenly discovered the other, the, the, the flip side of, uh, you know, getting all worried about things, which is having some peace and quiet and some opportunity to rethink certain things. Like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she said, you know, when all of this is over, I'm going to stop going to so many meetings. She said, I just realized that I've just been racing around town going from meeting to meeting to meeting and half of them aren't worth anything. And I'm just going to rethink this because I need to be in my garden more. And I thought that was beautiful because I, I think a lot of us have had that experience. You know, we've discovered moments that we don't normally have time to even notice, mm-hmm. you know, times of real quiet or times when, you know, you and your family are, are just talking I have another client who said, I've rediscovered my children and they're really interesting. You know, and then she's, they live a very busy life and the kids are running and she's running and her husband's running and they don't have meaningful conversation. But now she said they've been playing games and talking and she suddenly discovered that her children are very interesting people. So there's always, you know, life goes on. Let me put it this way. We can't really control what goes on around us. We can't control the fact that a pandemic took over the world. We can't control the fact that there was an election. We can't control, you know, half the stuff that goes on in the world or what's on television or all of those things. But we have absolute control over how we think about it and what we think about it and how seriously we take negative thoughts about it. 
And no matter what is going on in your mind, if you start feeling bummed out, the only reason for it is because you're thinking bummed out thoughts right now about whatever it is you're thinking about. And you always have the ability to change your mind to go, you know what? All right. Either I've got nothing good to think about this, so I'm just going to let it go, turn away from it. Or, you know, but there's an upside. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I just, I feel as though this is a time of year when a lot of people either get excited about their expectations or they get depressed about letting themselves or other people down or they get depressed about the state of the world. And my, my, uh, my sincere hope is for everybody this year, you just get filled with gratitude that we're the thinkers. And we're making it up as we go. And whatever we bring to mind, that's the experience we're going to have. And, you know, there's so many ways to connect. There's a, like a free app called House Party, right, where you can get on with your six or eight closest friends. They all get the same app. And you can, like, do a Zoom. Only it's called House Party. And, like, we had this party for my siblings. I have twins, brother and sister. And, um, and my other sister's birthday is also in December. So on Sunday, we had this big birthday party for all of them. We had our cousins come and all the nieces and nephews and then their children came. And honestly, we haven't gotten together like a family like that in years and years. And this pandemic allows us to do it because we start thinking about the fact that we want to connect with people. We want to be there. And, and to me, these um, things that we can do online with people are, um, you know, of course you have to have online service to do it, but if you even have a phone, you can do, you can do it. And there's a way to connect that when we connect, you can feel that the connection isn't about being in real time. You can feel connected to people because you're yeah. connecting on the inside and everybody right. gets in a good feeling and it's just an experience that's amazing. That's true. So reach out of the box. When you start feeling depressed and you start feeling sorry for yourself, like life sucks, because, you know, a lot of, for a lot of people, it does right now. It does suck. I, I'm, I, I feel for people that don't have a job and don't have a possibility of one and that it, things are, are difficult. But just to me, it's like just try not to focus on how bad it is because that opens you up to new things. And sometimes magic happens. But right. the holiday magic is that when you don't entertain the negative and you just are open to seeing things happen in your life, miracles can happen. You couldn't have, I couldn't have said it differently. That's beautiful, Chris. So with that, we wish you all a very happy holiday season. And we hope to hear from you or hear, I hope you'll hear from us next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take care of yourselves. Aloha. Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com 